We're going to spend just a little bit of time looking at life in view of God's mercy, but not just life. Uh, the term service. What does it look like to, to look at service in view of God's mercy? Well, I think service is one of those words that can be kind of confusing, right? Uh, I think while um, we had Mark New, uh, Pastor Newbacher here, he kind of talked about how language can be confusing a little bit, and I think service is as well, because uh, my son and I were uh, out yesterday. It was a little bit warmer and less windy, and we uh, tried some pickleball, right? And how do you start pickleball? With service, right? And your goal is to make the other team make miss a shot, so you get the point, but it's a back-and-forth service kind of thing. Or we might think about uh, service that we get in a restaurant, right? Something that we uh, go into knowing that we are paying with an expectation of what someone is going to do for us. And I think oftentimes when we think about serving and service, that's where we go. We go with the thought of, well, what am I going to get out of this? What's in it for me where I'm at? And that's not where Jesus goes as he is with his disciples, right? Uh, and in that reading that we, we got, we see that he says, I've been an example for you uh, so that you can go and do. Well, Jesus' example goes like this. While he was with his disciples the night that uh, he's going to be betrayed, he's sitting with them, getting ready to have the Passover, and he gets up and he takes off his outer garments And he puts on a towel, and he bends down, and he takes water, and he puts it in a basin, and he begins to wash their feet. Now, you have to realize that these disciples are wearing sandals more than likely. They don't have socks and shoes. They're walking on dusty roads. This is not a clean job. This is something that he's doing as a true act of service without expectation of getting something back. And so he begins to wash their feet, slowly but surely making his way around. They don't understand. They don't understand. You know, one of them even says, hey, Lord, uh, you don't have to do that. I should be washing your feet. You're, you're the man. You, you are Lord. You are the Messiah. Why are you washing mine? And Jesus says, well, you don't get it, but you will. He comes back and says, oh, don't wash my feet, but wash all of me. Get me all clean. I'm all yours. I'm in it to win it. Come on. And Jesus continues just to wash feet. And he does it in a way that says, you know what? This is something I'm going to do for you to show you how much I care about you. To show you how much I love you no matter what. And so as he's talking to his disciples and he says these words, He says, I've set an example for you that you should do as I have done for you. It's not necessarily just about washing feet in that moment and trying to find someone who has the dirtiest feet around and say, hey, let me help you out a little bit there. It's setting that example of doing something out of love and care and compassion and serving someone in a way that there's no expectation back. Jesus had no expectation that his disciples were going to get down and wash his feet. Out of love, he was serving them. 
So I had a, a professor in the seminary, and he put serving this way. Giving of yourself and your abilities in order to improve the lives of others. That's just a little bit different way of thinking about service. And I think it really gets into how Jesus was looking at it. Right? We can look at service as a way of showing the people around us that we love them. And that comes into the picture because as Jesus is talking to the people around him, we know that there was this one time when he started to talk to um, a a lawyer. But not not just a lawyer. He was uh, someone who was really uh, skilled in the knowing the law of the religious law. So he knew everything he needed to do to be made right with God. He knew what, where, what sacrifices needed to be made and what needed to be washed and all of the different elements that needed to happen so that he could be made right with God and, and everything would be, go well. And this gentleman says, well, uh, Jesus, what's the, most, what's, what's the most important commandment, right? And Jesus says, well, what do you think? As any good teacher would, he turns it back on the student. And, and, Jesus, and the gentleman says, well, uh, it, it boils down to this. L- love the Lord your God and love others. Love the Lord your God and love others. And these two things kind of govern what we do. And, and some of it comes from knowing how much we are loved. Knowing how much God loves us. So in turn, we can respond in a way that says, oh yeah. You can know this love too, and we do that by loving our neighbors. And Jesus doesn't just kind of uh, stop the guy right there because he asks another question. Well, who is my neighbor? Who is it I'm supposed to love? Well, uh, we had chapel this morning with our uh, K through third grade students who are here. And I uh, have asked our a team who put together a skit to show a modern telling of what Jesus says next uh, to come in and help us understand it as well. I've asked them to come and share that with us. And so, uh, thank you guys. Wow. What a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny day. I mean, you know, it snowed and misted for quite a while there now, but now it's sunny and gorgeous. I feel like everybody in this corner, we've all been blinded by the beautiful stained glass, right? You you know, stare too long in it. You can't see anything and you start to wobble, but it's beautiful and I love it and it's amazing and it's just, oh my, oh my, what? I should have I should have read that sign, open, open hole, but you know. Well, now I'm down here, stuck in a hole, and I can't get out, and help, help, is anybody there? Can, can somebody help me? I mean, this is a serious, serious cry for help. Who is making all that noise? I, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm down here, I, I fell in this hole. Why would you do a silly thing like that? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I was looking at the, not was... Not paying attention, I suppose. Uh, probably on your phone. Where's this big old... Do you see this big old sign up here? Telling everyone for miles around that there's a hole here? Well, I, 
I realize that now, but you just have to learn to pay attention. You'll never learn to live to be my age if you don't ignore, if you keep ignoring the signs. Well, well, I appreciate that, but but do you think you could? <laughs> That's right. I do think. I I think you should do more thinking, so you won't end up in predicaments like this. In fact, why don't you just sit there and think about it for a while? What? Well, wait, wait a minute. Come back. I think much better above ground. Help! Help! Somebody! Somebody! Help! Oh, girl, you are looking good. Oh, hi. Can you smile for my Instagram? Thanks. Oh, help! You're, you're in my shot. Sorry. Get out. This is, what's going on? I'm stuck in a hole, and I I need help to get out. Well. I guess I couldn't do that. I'm sorry. I I can't help you out of that hole. I mean, if you could just get a rope or or something, it's. I'm sorry. I I have a strict policy of not getting involved in other people's problems, and you, my friend, you have a severe problem. Um, could you could you? <laughs> sorry. Could, smile for that thing. Yes, thank you. That's good. Stop the crying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, could, could you just? I, mean, if, I won't tell anybody if you just just help me out. I, I'm sorry. I I need to get going. I don't want to mess up my new coat. Um, but don't worry. I'll have the whole story on my Instagram. <laughs> well, my word. What a meanie! <laughs> If someone could just throw me a rope, I'd, I'd be fine. Help! Anyone? Help! Um, who's over there? Uh, oh, hello? I'm o- I'm over here. I'm over here. I have I have a problem. Could you Hi. could you give me some help? Um, okay. What's your problem? What's my problem? Look. What do you think my problem is? Oh, I see. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about that lousy haircut. I'm not a barber. No, 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 no. I, I don't care about my hair. Oh, good. Because I couldn't have cut it anyway. You're stuck in a hole. I, I know. Th- that's my problem. The hole. Really? It looks like a very nice hole. I mean, it is, but I need to get. I mean, it's big. It's deep. I, I know, but but listen. And there are probably aren't more than one or two snakes down well, there. Would you just go get some wait, wait, snakes? You want snakes? No, no, I don't want snakes. I want out. Could you please just help me get out of here? Okay, I'll go get a shovel. Great. Wait, a shovel? Why? Well, I'll dig a tunnel to you so you can get out. Don't go away. I'm gonna start over there by that McDonald's and dig a hole to you. Great. Hey, well, could you, I mean, if you could just get a rope. This the hole may be big, but it's definitely not as big as the hole in her head. Um, help! Somebody! Somebody! Help! Is is someone calling? Help! Yeah, yeah, it's me down here. I, 
I need help. I'm over here in this hole. A hole? I'm, I'm afraid of holes. Is it a deep hole? I mean, I, I guess so, but a, sh- a short rope would do just the trick. Oh, I'm, I'm scared of holes. I, is it dark? Yeah, it's, it's a little dark and it's a little cold, so if you could hurry up. Yeah, I'm scared of the dark, and I'm scared of the cold, too. Uh, look, friend, just, just go get a rope and... Rope? I'm afraid of rope. Fine. Maybe you could go find some people? People? Or... People? No. no. I'm afraid of people. Please, I, I need to get home. Home? Home. I'm afraid of home. Wow. Even stuck in a hole and I'm better off than she is. I guess I better get used to it down here. I don't think anyone's going to be helping me anytime soon. Help. Oh, help. I'm in need of some service. Well, hello. (laughs) Did I hear someone down there? Uh, Yeah, sure. I'm here, stuck in a hole. Well, I'm glad I came along. I sure you are. What do you want to do? Do you want to tell me what a bad mistake I made? Fine. Are you curious, but don't want to get involved? Maybe you're planning on running off screaming. That seems to be very popular right now. Actually, I was planning on helping you if you still need it. What? You really want to help me? Sure. Here's a rope. Ready? Grab on. Here you go. Come on. Uh, All right. Wow. All right. Wow. There you are. Safe and sound. Thank you so, so much. You really, you really saved my life down there. Other, other people hardly stopped to even talk to me. You know, it, it was my pleasure. Really though, I, I need to know, why, why did you take this time to stop and help me? Well, I follow a rule. If there's something that I would want someone to do for me, like helping me if I was stuck in a hole, well, then that's what I should be willing to do. I like that rule. I think I'm going to also follow it. Here, you have this. Well, what do I need a a rope for? Well, it it might remind you of today and that rule. And besides, who knows when you might find somebody in a deep hole needing a rope to get out. I I doubt I will never need it for that. (laughs) Don't be so sure. I hear there's somebody, some lady stuck in a hole she was digging over by that McDonald's. Let's go see if we can help her, and then you can come to my house and get cleaned up. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think this modern telling kind of brings to light a a couple of things. One, it can be really hard to be a neighbor sometimes, to to be the one that people are loving or not loving, because you can find yourself with that selfish uh, conceit coming in, and and you could see it through snarky remarks, right? But, But it also comes to light on how we can serve in small ways, that that having a rope on hand, well, we may not have a rope in our back pockets, but we have other small things that we can use and, and keep on giving to help people understand what service is really like. 
Paul, as he's trying to help the church, he says it in this way. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And that's hard for us, right? That's, that's a hard place for us to be because as we think about service, oftentimes it's all about me. And what can I get from this? And so it's realizing that we have been served to be a blessing to others. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Everyone that passed by here had some sort of self-interest involved, right? Whether that was photos or food or fear. But serving took it out of the whole element. It was something that was not expected. That it was something that caught the attention. And it was the question of, why are you doing this? That led to further explanation. And that kind of comes to the picture for us as well as, And sometimes we serve and we get that same question. It allows us to say, well, we love because we're loved. We serve because we're served. And you want to know a little bit more about it, I I can tell you a little bit about this guy. Jesus, right? Have the same mindset of Jesus. Jesus, who got down on his knees and washed the feet of his disciples. Jesus who went to a cross for us. Jesus who went to and and came out of the empty tomb for us. Serving in an ultimate way that, that is an example. Now, is it an example saying, now you should all go and die on a cross and come out of an empty tomb? No, we can't we can't do that. But what it is, is it's saying, here's how you can love your neighbor through serving them in small ways. And you can do that out of a response for God's love to you. Because God's love goes into the very fiber of our beings. It's a part of who we are. And if we come to that reality of saying, oh yeah, we are so loved We are so loved that it matters so much to us that we want to share it. One of those ways of sharing it is by serving others. Not because we have to, because we know that Jesus did all the work in coming to us, but because we can respond to that love. We can say, I am loved so I can go in love. I am forgiven so I can go and forgive, and I have a hope to share because who of Jesus is. And one of the ways that we can do that is by serving one another. Whether it's a small rope, or opening a door, or listening to someone, or whatever it may be for you, and how you serve the people around you. Showing Christ's love through you. I encourage you this week, as you ponder Holy Week that's coming up, starting with Palm Sunday and going into all of the other services and coming out on the other end with Easter, to think about small ways of serving the people around you. Taking this as an opportunity to show God's love, to show the love that you've been given, that's come to you, to the world around you. In small ways, in big ways, in ways that that are natural for you, that God has given you to be able to throw someone a rope, maybe. 
We serve because we've been served. We love because we've been loved. So we go and we love. Amen? Amen. Amen.